Hello, and welcome to Just Like Other Girls. I'm your host, Shannon Fiedler, and this week's episode should come as no surprise to anyone, because this week, the week of the autumnal equinox, I am talking, obviously, about how much I love the fall. Because I think when you have a show titled Just Like Other Girls, you are sort of contractually obligated to do a show about the fall. It's just part of it because girls love fall, right? That is, in fact, in some ways, loving fall is the most basic, and you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes. It's the most basic thing in the world. Nothing is more basic than girls loving fall, right? Well, I think I want to start, I want to unpack that a little bit. I want to think about that because I I was trying to remember the first time that I heard someone use the term basic. And when people started to say, oh, that's so basic. And, you know, it was always mockery, right? Basic was never a compliment. You never heard someone being like, oh my God, I love your outfit. It's so basic. Unless they were being incredibly sarcastic. Basic was always a mockery. It was always a way to insult people, honestly. And I think maybe there's been some reclaiming of the term. But when people first started throwing that around, it was always about girls. It was always an insult. And I was trying to think, when did I first hear people start to use the word basic? And the truth is, I really think it was about fall. It was about all the things that we love about the fall. The pumpkin spice latte. I mean, is there anything more basic than a pumpkin spice latte? It is like the cover girl of basic. You know, it's that Starbucks pumpkin spice latte is what you think of when you think of basic. But it was also the Instagrams that we were all posting in 2013, 2015, right? Of going to the pumpkin patch or picking apples and using the caption, I picked a good one when you were holding the apple in front of your boyfriend or like whatever those fall captions were. And they all got laughed at and they were called basic. And those are truly like innocuous things. There's nothing bad about liking pumpkin, right? In fact, it is a very delicious flavor. And so I started to think about why why were these things that we all loved and the fact that we loved them and the fact that more than one of us happened to love them at the same time, why was that suddenly something to make fun of? And I'm certainly not the first creator to talk about this idea that calling something basic or making fun of something someone likes, first of all, it's not nice. That's common sense, right? But I'm not the first creator or person or thinker to talk about how it's kind of been used as a way to, for lack of a better term, undercut female joy, right? It's something that, oh, girls love it. Let's make fun of it. But why? And I mean, again, Taylor Swift herself has talked about this, my icon. So obviously I I can buy into that a little bit, but I think that while liking fall might not necessarily be original, it's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to like the fall. But I think if you subscribe to that, oh, I'm not like other girls philosophy, right? Where God forbid I like something that a group of other girls likes for some reason that is something to turn your nose at. Suddenly liking a season 
a season that is full of like beautiful colors and good weather and good flavors, like things that are objectively great, suddenly now you liking that makes you basic, aka boring or lame. And I just, I don't buy it. Like rolling your eyes at somebody ordering a pumpkin spice latte is literally yucking someone else's yum. Like figuratively and literally, you're yucking their yum. And I look at the world and the world is full of yucks. Like there is a yuck on every corner. If you if you look, you're going to see that. So why, if anybody has a yum that is as innocuous as a pumpkin spice latte, why do we have to yuck it? So basically my platform for the fall is let people have their yums. Let people love fall. Let me love fall and let me be proud of it. And I especially feel this way when it comes to girls and girls loving fall because I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about, okay, why why did basic fall girl become such a thing? Like, is fall a particularly feminine season? <laughs> like, I was trying to think, are these things that only would be interesting to women? And so I started to think, okay, what does a guy do in the fall? What do guys do? And now I'm going to stereotype a little bit. You know, obviously, these are generalizations. But I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Guys in the fall kind of all do the same thing too. And they all get excited because it's football season. And I mean, my fiance starts doing practice fantasy football drafts. Yes, he practices his fantasy football draft starting in like July. And I see all these guys and they get so excited and they're all going to go to the bars and it's Sunday football and Monday and Thursday and they can't wait for the season and they're, you know, they have their little mythic football teams and they have their drafts and they talk to each other and they're texting about it and they're posting about it. And how freaking different is that than me getting excited about tall boots and scarf season, right? They're drinking all their beer. They're so excited about it. Sometimes they drink seasonal beer, like a seasonal latte. They go in groups. And, and I thought about it. And I was like, the group think around football season is really not that different than the group think that girls have around going to the pumpkin patch. But I have never once heard someone point to a group of guys walking into a dive bar on a Sunday in their jerseys. They're all in matching outfits, right? <laughs> And I've never heard somebody point to that group of dudes and be like, wow, they're so basic. And I just, that really hit me because I was like, why does girls wearing similar outfits and drinking similar things and just being genuinely excited about a new season, why is that basic? And when guys do it, it's not. And so you know what? That's why this episode exists. This episode exists to celebrate how freaking basic we can all be this fall, how much we can love everything that fall has to offer and enjoy it. And, you know, it's just such a wonderful season and I'm, I'm done feeling bad. I'm done. I'm, I'm done feeling the need to qualify my pumpkin spice latte order because I literally the other weekend I, uh, we were on a road trip with some friends and we stopped at a Starbucks and I was like, Oh, okay. Don't make fun of me, but I think I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte. Why did I feel the need to say that? Why would, I wasn't going to make fun of anybody else's drink order. And so I'm done. I'm done saying that. And I hope everybody else is done saying that too. I hope that everybody drinks as many pumpkin spice lattes as they like this year and gets excited about fall fashion and goes leaf peeping 
and posts about it incessantly on social, on social and is happy about it and doesn't feel embarrassed about it and doesn't feel the need to qualify and be like, well, I'm not like other girls. I'm just like other girls. I'm loving the fall. I'm excited about the fall. And that's what this whole episode is about. And if you guys have any thoughts about fall, what you love about it, what you're excited about, I don't care how basic it is, call in, tell me. We can talk about the best parts of fall and the worst parts of fall, and we can have a little bit of fun with it. So obviously, I've been talking a lot about pumpkin spice lattes, um, and this is going to sound so ridiculous after I just went on a rant about drink your pumpkin spice latte, but I actually... I don't really like pumpkin spice lattes that much. And I don't mean this. I do. I drink one every season. But I basically what I want to say is fall is full of amazing flavors, like amazing flavors. And I just feel like pumpkin has kind of steamrolled. And it's being a little bit of a pick-me. And it's it's not letting the other flavors have their moment. Because if I'm being honest, I don't think pumpkin is the best flavor when it comes to fall. I mean, apple cider. An apple cider donut, like, are you kidding me? That is such an amazing flavor. Or cinnamon or nutmeg. I mean, heck, even pomegranate, which is like a different kind of vibe. It's a little bit sweeter. But like these flavors are so good and we just sort of forget about them because everybody is like team pumpkin. I mean, like you get pumpkin Oreos now. You get pumpkin brownies, pumpkin things that probably shouldn't even be flavored. You know, it's like, oh, here's some pumpkin bath soap. Like, I do want to say that I think I'm on a justice for the other flavors rant right now, but I think we need to expand our love of seasonal lattes beyond just pumpkin. Because I think that pumpkin is a great, a great place to start, but like a chai tea latte, like that is fall in a cup. Or, you know, again, we're talking about pies. I don't even think pumpkin is the best of the pies. I actually think if I'm at a Thanksgiving spread, pumpkin is the last pie I'm going for. And I wouldn't be surprised if people started unfollowing me for that because they know this is a controversial opinion. But like a pecan pie or an apple pie or hell, even like cranberry. Like these are the flavors of the season in addition to pumpkin. Pumpkins, I think, are the best looking. Who doesn't love a good orange gourd? But I think we got to, I think we got to, think beyond the PSL and be even more basic. I think we got to take on a whole army of lattes. I think we need to take over every Starbucks in town with 17 seasonal lattes that go far beyond pumpkin because we've earned that. That is our right to go pumpkin and beyond. That's like if Buzz Lightyear was a basic girl, he would say to pumpkin and beyond. That was a terrible joke, but this is what happens when you're on live radio, folks. Sometimes things just come out of your mouth and you can't you can't take them back. But yeah, that little bit of rant about pumpkin spice, even though I just, you know, it's kind of a double-edged rant, you know, drink your pumpkin spice, but also try some other flavors too. But I was thinking like, why, why do I love fall? And I think it's everything about fall is just better. It really is. So like, I was thinking about it. So I'm like a four seasons kind of gal. Not not the hotel chain. I uh, definitely the Four Seasons. I'm not fancy enough. I wish I was. But I'm a Four Seasons kind of gal. I'm not like I've lived in New England or the tri-state area my entire life. I've always had seasons. And I can't really imagine living somewhere without seasons. Like, 
I think, you know, part of me would love to move to California, be a SoCal tan surfer girl, you know, always just feel cool. And and like I said, tan, and there is something to be said for feeling better when the sun is out, but I just don't think I could live without seasons. One, because that's how I mark the passage of time. But two, I just think that I genuinely love all the seasons. I really do. But I can also be a realist and I can understand what you would hate about the seasons, right? Because like everybody talks about, oh, summer, summer is the best. Everybody loves summer. There are so many downsides to summer. First of all, you're perpetually wet in the summer because you're sweaty and everybody kind of like smells bad and you're just like exhausted from the heat and it's just like overwhelming. So if you're not like immediately on the beach or at a pool, I think summer gets like a little bit more love than it deserves because we all like remember summer vacation or a summer weekend at the beach is unbeatable, but a summer weekend in the middle of the concrete jungle of Manhattan is like kind of the worst and it smells bad and everyone's busy all summer because like you're always running from this to that and you have so many things to do on the weekends. Summer has its downsides, right? And then winter, see, I love the winter. I love the snow. I really like, I love snow sports. I love being cozy inside. I love watching the snow, but I get where that could be a lot for some people. And you definitely get cabin fever and the sun setting at 4 PM is truly depressing. So I get why people, some people just avoid winter altogether. They snowboard. I see the downside to winter and spring also has its downsides, right? Because you think it's going to be this beautiful, like I'm coming out, I'm coming out of my cage. I'm coming outside. My skin is showing the sun is it ends up just being freaking cold until June 1st. And then suddenly you're in a heat wave. And when it's not cold, it's raining. Spring, spring is the ultimate fuck boy of a season because it like, it pops up. It sends you a little message. You get like one, like 65 degree day. And it's like, Hey, I like you. I think we should be friends. And then you like get excited and you take out your spring wardrobe and you're like, all right, maybe we're doing this. Maybe spring and I are in a serious relationship. And then the next day it runs away and hides and won't respond to your text message. And it's 22 degrees out suddenly, but you've already put away your winter coats because you fell for it. So obviously spring has its down. Spring is Spring has more downsides than upsides, if you're asking me. But fall, I dare you to tell me, where is the downside? What is bad about the fall? Nothing. The weather, perfect. Crisp. The air is cool. There's no humidity. You can breathe it into your lungs and it feels good. It is beautiful, not just in terms of temperature, but the foliage. It's colorful. It's bright. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that these are trees that are literally dying. So it's kind of an odd thing, but they're really beautiful. I've already gone over how much I love the flavors of fall. The fashion is great. Like there is nothing bad about fall, which is why I think it has become everyone's favorite season. The fashion is great. And I I, look, obviously I know I'm not, (laughs) I'm not making any kind of epiphany here saying, oh, did you know fall fashion is kind of cool? You know, I mean, there are a whole giant magazines devoted to it, but everyone looks better in the fall. Yeah. Some people look amazing in the summer, right? Like, you know, like they have that sun-kissed glow, their hair, whatever, but like everyone looks good in the, everyone looks chicer in a coat. And I don't know why that is, but when you look down a Manhattan street and you see pea coats and you see leather jackets and you see bombers and shearling, everybody looks like a fashion star. It's pretty, like, 
I could be wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt and I have a nice pea coat on. I am call Anna Wintour. I am the pinnacle of fashion. And that I know I'm my Connecticut is showing by my repeated reference to a pea coat. That's my coat of choice. But there are obviously many different coats you can have. But I mean, like, I'm telling you, this is men and women too. This is not just girls. A guy in a pea coat? Are you kidding me? Like, take me there, you know? Like that is that is peak attractiveness. A guy in a coat. I don't, I don't make the rules. Guys in coats, that's where it's at. Boots are also better looking than sandals. I'm sorry, even like sandals are fun and you can wear like a cute little sandal to a wedding, but like nobody wants to look at my toes. I promise you this. But like a cute little ankle boot in a leather, like it's the only way to wear a heel that doesn't feel like, oh, am I wearing a heel? Like there's just so much ease to fall fashion. And I mean, the patterns, the colors, they're flattering, they're good. I love a hound's tooth moment. And I got to tell you, there is nothing I love more than a turtleneck. You know, my Manhattan girl character, she's always in her black turtleneck and her leather jacket. She's perpetually ready for fall. That black turtleneck, that comes from real life. I wear that turtleneck three days a week, probably, in the fall. It goes with everything. It's easy. It's great. It's funny. I think I abused the turtleneck a little. Like, I think... I think for a, a girl who's in her 30s and, and not her 60s, I wear too many turtlenecks. It's funny, when I was um, when Pat and I first started dating, on like our third date, we, we met in December. So it was winter. I do want to specify that. But we met in like December and we went on a couple dates. We were like going on our third or fourth date and my friend came over and we were I was getting ready for the date and she was here. And she was like, what are you wearing? Please, God, do not wear a turtleneck. And I was like, I'm wearing a turtle. Like, obviously I was going to wear a turtleneck and she knew ahead of time that that's what I was going to put on. And I guess that's not typically considered date clothing, but clearly it worked. We're getting married, but I am pro turtleneck turtlenecks all the way. I also, I hate being hot. I hate being hot. So, and I'd much rather be cold than be hot, which is another reason that like fall feels like such a, such a respite, you know, because like, there's nothing worse than being sweaty. Like there's nothing worse than overheating. You feel like you're going to pass out. You're cold. You put on a jacket. You're hot. At a certain point, you can't take off any more layers without, you know, risking getting a fine or going to prison because of your public indecency. Like in the winter, you can always add a layer. And I know that like being cold is also not that fun, but it's much better. You can also have a blanket. You could be cozy. You could cuddle, body heat. It's just better. The fall, the fall is just better. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I grew up in New England that I I feel required to love the fall, but I don't know. I feel like it brings out all the the Connecticut in me. Like people wear blazers and plaid skirts. Like you're just it's like Connecticut core is fall. And then we get into summer and suddenly I have to be much cooler than I really am in real life. So fall lets me lets my inner prep school girl come out. I think that's another thing too. I, I was trying to think about why fall feels so important, you know, and, and it feels, yes, there's all the fun of it, right? There is the pumpkin picking and, and the crisp air and the candles, but there's also sort of a emotional sense to fall that, I don't know. I think it's, you know, your whole life fall is the beginning from the time that you really start to have a consciousness when you start going to kindergarten. Every year, 
fall is a fresh start. It feels more like a new year than the new year itself when you're a kid, right? Because the new year itself is just an excuse to stay up past your bedtime. But fall, September, that's when everything starts. That's when you become a third grader, which is way cooler than a second grader. That's when you meet your new teacher. That's when you start to make new friends. You figure out who your crush is in your class. You know, and that's all through grade school. And then in high school, it's so exciting to go back at the beginning of September and see how everybody changed over the summer. And you're with your friends every day again. And you feel like something new is starting. And then you go to college and it's the same thing. And and there's this feeling of, I can start fresh right now. The summer is exhausting. It wears you out. You're tired. And then fall comes along and you get this chance to sort of, to start anew. And it's funny because everything around you is dying, right? The, the trees are dying. Leaves are falling. Your plants are dying. But you're kind of being reborn in this weird way. And I think I'll never forget the first year that I lived in New York after I graduated college. September hit and it was the weirdest feeling in the world to not be going to school, to not have something new starting. And I figured, oh, well, you know, this will be, this is just because every year of my life, September has been back to school. And now I'm sure, you know, I'll get used to it. And almost 10 years later, I haven't been to school in a really long time. And still every September, I have that feeling. I have that feeling that something needs to change. Something new needs to start. There's a fresh opportunity that I can capture it. I, I want to go out and buy new things. And I think that comes from every September of my whole life. I bought pencils and back to school shoes and September comes and suddenly I need new things. I need a refresh. I need to try something that I haven't been trying before. I need, need to meet new people. Like there's just this feeling of I want something to change. And it's a really, it can be a really exciting feeling, but it can also be a daunting feeling. And I don't know if any of you guys feel this way ever, but, you know, I think a lot of us tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we don't actually get from the world around us. And sometimes when September comes, if nothing new is changing, if there's not a discernible new thing for me to start after my summer chaos is, is, you know, coming down and, and things are calming. If there's not a new venture to take, I almost feel like I'm failing. And I think that that can be inspiring and it can be a way to push myself to try new things, to work on new projects, but it can also just be genuinely unproductive because I heard, I heard some TikToker, I wish I could remember who it was, and if I can find the video, I will definitely tag them, but they were talking about this idea that your whole life happens in four-year intervals until you graduate college, and at the end of those four years, you know, your four years of middle school, your four years of high school, your four years of college, you've completed something. Something is finished, and that is why sometimes when people enter the real world and they start working on their careers you don't have this sense that anything can be longer than a four-year period. 
you feel that if you don't accomplish something in four years, you must not be doing it well enough or fast enough or good enough. And a career is so much longer than four years. And they were talking about that and it really resonated with me because I remember when I was about four years out of school feeling like, all right, well, what's next? What's the next big thing? But I think even on a smaller scale, you sort of, you're trained to feel that way on a year to year basis because of the school year. And because September sometimes feels like more of a new year than the new year itself. And so I think what I've been trying to do this fall is embrace the idea that nothing is going to change. And that's probably a good thing. You know, that I don't, I also, you know, I used to move a lot at, in September because that's when, or at the summer fall line, because that's when my leases were due. And now I'm in an apartment that I don't want to leave. And I don't really feel the need to go try something new because I, I like what I'm doing and, and finding the satisfaction in that. I think it's such a luxury problem, but it can be a challenge in and of itself to feel confident enough to stay where you are, especially as everything around you is changing. And I think the change from from summer to fall in just the weather feels pretty pretty drastic and quick. It doesn't tend to flow. You don't necessarily go from summer slowly into fall. It feels like one day you wake up and the light is a more yellow golden and the air has a different quality to the breeze and everything smells different and suddenly it's fall. Fall to me has always happened overnight. And I think that that's also part of why you feel this pressure that, okay, well, if now it's fall, I have to change something too. And I don't know if anyone else feels that, but I'm challenging myself this year to, to be okay with letting fall just be the same. So I hope that you guys will all do that as well. And I'm using fall. Fall to me is home energy. And man, do I love being home? And this is another thing that like I used to struggle with and feel like, oh, I have to go out all the time in order to prove that I'm doing all these things. Maybe this is being 30. I don't know. But there is nothing that I love more than getting home at a reasonable hour and putting on my pajamas. And that, if you ask me, that is what fall is made for. Fall is made for candles and blankets and watching movies and cuddling on the couch and not having to be out late because it's a beautiful night. There's no guilt that you're like, oh, it's such a nice night out. I should probably like go get a drink or go to dinner somewhere outside. You're like, who cares? I'm just going to stay inside and it's going to feel great. And I'm going to put a face mask on and I'm going to watch Nora Ephron movies. Because here's the thing. I think it's illegal to watch Nora Ephron movies in a season outside of fall. I'm telling you, those movies, like, Nothing feels more like fall to me than when Harry met Sally, which is such a funny concept because that movie takes place over multiple years. It spans every season. The beginning, the inciting incident is summer. They've just finished college. The, the pinnacle climax of that movie, spoiler alert, is, and well, actually, no, you don't get, a, if you haven't seen it when Harry met Sally by now, stop listening to me and go watch that movie because it's the best movie ever. But the pinnacle of that movie happens in the winter. It's New Year's Eve. There are summer scenes. Every That movie is a four seasons movie, but to me, it is just about the fall. And I don't know, it's that one shot of them at the cloisters at the Met with the trees behind them. And it just sticks in your head. And Harry wears these ridiculous turtlenecks and 
Meg Ryan looks so cute in her fall clothes, and it's just that movie is fall. You've Got Mail is also fall. Again, spans a lot of time, but that Halloween scene in the little in the bookshop, the shop around the corner, these rom-coms feel like fall because they're cozy and they're familiar and they're warm. So I can't, I feel like every fall I need to watch my Nora Ephron's. I need to rewatch Gilmore Girls, which I'm currently doing. Again, a show that spans all the seasons, but feels undoubtedly like fall. I listen to music that feels like fall. Like I listen to Folklore and Evermore and Harry Connick Jr., probably because he's the soundtrack to every Nora Ephron movie. There is something about like certain entertainment feels more right in the fall. So you get to just sit down and watch that. And it's the absolute best. I do want to say one thing that I think is going to be a controversial opinion, though, about the fall. Um, and that is, <laughs> I think apple picking is overrated. No, I don't think it's basic. I'm not going back on that. I think it is overrated. I don't think it's that fun. This is a very hot take. I can feel people wanting to throw their freshly picked apples at me in protest. But I'm telling you, think about it. First of all, you're paying to do work, which we, we've all thought about that before. And you're like, whatever, it's fun. It's for the experience. Fine. You go there. You pick your apples. It's usually hotter than you want it to be. So you're wearing a sweater, but it's not really sweater weather yet. And it's a fine experience. You take a good picture. You bite into an apple on the orchard. Feels great. Maybe you get an apple cider donut. All of that I can get behind. But then you come home with 47 apples. Like, what are you going to do with all those apples? And you're like, oh, I'll bake a pie. But you've never baked a pie in your entire life. So you don't actually know how to bake a pie. So what do you do? You go to the New York Times cooking website because you always trust the New York Times cooking website for their recipes. And you find basic apple pie and you look at it and you're like, I'm going to bake this pie. And you have literally none of the ingredients. So now, now you have to go to the store to buy all of those ingredients. And you know what else you could have bought at the store? Apples. And you could have bought a reasonable number of apples. You could have bought four apples and have them for lunch, kept the doctor away with an apple. But no, you have to go home to your absurd plethora of apples. And not only are you making a pie, you're making a crisp and you're making applesauce, which is my least favorite food on the planet. But that's for another story. You're making applesauce. You're making apple cider. You're making apple tart. You're eating apples for every meal, which by the way, as someone who has stomach issues, they're bad for your stomach. So while they might keep the doctor away, they might also bring the doctor up because they are really hard to digest. So you're giving yourself stomach issues. You've paid to do the work. And now you are just hoarding apples that you have nothing to do with. And I genuinely think we could all just buy apples at the store, go to the local farmer's market, you know, support your local farmers. But can we just, can we just be a little bit more realistic about apple picking? I, I think that that is something that we as a society probably need to get a little more real about that apple picking is not not the wonderful outing it's not go on a hike pick a pumpkin carve a jack-o-lantern you go pick a pumpkin you come home with one pumpkin and you immediately have use for it you don't pretend that suddenly you know how to make pumpkin extract to make your own pumpkin spice latte no you turn it into art it becomes a canvas it's a fun spot for creativity maybe you buy a couple mini gourds to put around the house they're decor you don't feel this need to eat 
47 apples. I feel very strongly about this. I feel very strongly that apple picking is getting way too much love for what it deserves. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk about apples. I don't really know where I want to get my new fall clothes. I've, I find it very hard to shop as a 30-year-old. Um, I feel like no matter what I put on, I either look like I'm pledging a sorority or dropping my twins at soccer practice. It's like everything is either a crop top or a cardigan with buttons. Like, I just don't. How do you dress to be 30 years old? I never feel like I look appropriate for my age or for the situation that I'm going to. I look like I'm either cosplaying as a Gen Z or that I've just given up on myself and I'm embracing my inner cat lady. I just, I don't know where to shop and I've, I've tried everything. You know, I've, I've outgrown the Forever 21s, but I haven't grown into Talbots. I don't know where to go. So I'm constantly looking for ideas. So if anybody has a thought on where I can find a shirt that covers my entire midriff, I would really appreciate that. Also, I know that we all know that this fall, low-rise jeans are threatening to come back. And I just need to ask the millennials, we need to band together. We cannot let that happen. And you know what? Even if it does, <laughs> I did my duty. I served my time. You know, I, I wore my low-rise jeans. I hated everything about them. Not only are they unflattering, they're also just like a flight risk that you're going to moon everybody all the time, which nobody wants. Like just, I'm not saying you need to wear the high-rise jeans, although I love high-rise jeans, but maybe maybe that doesn't feel right. Maybe that feels a little too mom jean. I get it. What about a nice, sensible, mid-rise jean? What would be wrong with that? Why do we have to go all the way back to low-rise jeans? Sometimes the zippers on those are so small, you can't even zip them up because by the time you flip the zipper, you've run out of space. Why, why even have zippers? I don't, under, I don't understand, and I don't. I refuse to let them come back. Not that I have any say. <laughs> not, not that Vogue is calling me up and saying, Shannon, what do you think about low-rise jeans? And I also, I, I want to know from people who are younger and cooler than me, are scarves still in? Are we wearing scarves? Because I, you know, I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls right now. And Lorelai's wearing all the skinny scarves. And I know that we're not wearing skinny scarves. I know that those are not in. But I also feel like I've seen a lot of content about how my blanket scarf is also no longer in. My blarf, if you will. Or skank it, if you're feeling a little spicy. But the blanket scarf or scarf blanket, I also know that those are no longer in either. So I just don't know what to do if my neck gets cold. So I would love some, some guidance, some guidance around that. All right. Well, I think that's I think that's enough about fall. I think I think I've made my case pretty clear that we should all embrace our fall and we should love it. But I think I want to take a minute uh, to talk about just some other things that are going on in my life beyond the changing of the season. You know, I want to I want to take a minute for my Monday meltdown, my favorite part of the week, the catharsis of of talking about how much Monday is kicking my butt right now. And I want to talk about the idea that. Um, I feel like there is so much that I have to do that I am always playing catch up. And every time the weekend comes along, I'm like, 
I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up. Like I'm going to catch up on sleep. I'm going to catch up on work. I'm going to be social and do something fun with myself. And then I end up doing one out of the three of those things. And then I completely knock myself out of commission for the other two, because if I'm working, then I'm not catching up on rest. But if I'm resting, I'm not catching up on work. And God forbid, I try to be social and go out on a Friday night. If I stay out past midnight, now that I'm 30, suddenly there goes my entire weekend. And this weekend, I had a very fun weekend. I went wedding dress shopping, which was an experience. Uh, It was very fun. But that took up a lot of time in my weekend. And instead of being able to just say, wow, I had a great time looking at wedding dresses, I woke up this morning in a full panic that I didn't accomplish enough with my weekend. And I think this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the fall and this need to do something new. I I don't know if it's our generation. I don't know if it's New York City. I don't know if it's the industry that I work in, but every Monday I feel like I did not successfully do my weekend because I couldn't accomplish everything that I need to do. And then I end up getting in a grumpy mood and making it impossible for me to do all the things that I thought I was going to accomplish on Monday because I didn't accomplish them on Sunday. And then 6:30 rolls around and it's time to get on here and do my show. And I feel like I didn't get half the things done that I was supposed to get done before then. So I feel like I'm constantly trying to play catch up with myself, but I keep moving the goalposts and I keep moving the finish line so that there's no way that I could ever catch up. And I don't know if anybody else ever feels that way, but Mondays just really seem to bring out that erratic energy in me. But back to the wedding dress shopping because it was so fun and exciting. Here's the thing about when you try in a wedding dress. You've never tried one on before. So you don't know what it's supposed to look like or what it's supposed to feel like. You just know that it's probably going to be white. And I say probably because I think I saw a lot of really cool styles that were like not white. They were like a fun blush or something, but I'm definitely not daring enough to do that. I'm um, definitely going with a white wedding dress, but you come in and you try these things on and the wedding is okay. Here's another thing about when you go shopping for wedding dresses, you don't get to pick things out yourself. They just sort of, hand them to you. And I just, they're like, well, what are you looking for? And you're like, I have no idea. I've never done this before. And they're like, great. I know exactly what you want. And they come back and they have like three things that are nothing like each other and nothing like what you want. And you try them on and then they clip you into them. You look like a happy in bag of Cheetos because you have chip clips all the way down your back. And you're, they're like, well, what do you think? And you're like, it looks good from the front, but the back looks like a pantry. So it's very hard to look at a wedding dress when you try it on. And they're like, can you picture yourself walking down the aisle in this? And it's like, I don't know. I've never done that before. So you, you have to try a couple. You have to try a bunch before you start to figure out, okay, I like this. I don't like that. And then if you're like me and you have decision paralysis and you can only have one wedding dress, Although some people told me I should consider having two, which just feels excessive and insane. And I think they were kidding. In fact, I'm almost confident. I'm almost positive they were kidding. But I just don't know how you're supposed to choose a wedding dress. You're also picking your dress a year before you're going to wear it. I wake up in the morning and I say, oh, I'm going to wear that to dinner. And then I have to change 17 times before dinner because I'm not actually happy with the outfit once I actually put it on. Even if I've worn it before and I know I'm going to, how do I know what I like today is what I'm going to like next year? It's very complicated. 
it's very complicated. And then they're like, well, what kind of neckline do you like? And what kind of, they ask you things. They're like, do you like organdy or sateen? And I'm like, I don't even know it. Are those English words? Like you expected, I think if you're not a fashion major, I don't know how you're supposed to shop for a wedding dress. I did so much research. Just I've probably spent more time researching terms about wedding dresses than I spent looking into my apartment before I rented it. Like it's a very full-time job. It is a very full-time job to plan a wedding. And I'm not the first person to say that either, but I definitely told myself, I was like, not for me. I'm definitely not going to let it be that. I'm not going to let it stress me out. I'm just going to have fun. It's a party. I'm like one month into planning this thing and I'm already having stress nightmares. So this is going to be a long ride for the next year of getting me to the aisle without blowing a gasket, but we're going to do our best. But yeah, so I went wedding dress shopping. I, uh, now, oh, that's the other thing. So you go wedding dress shopping and I I know some people aren't traditional when it comes to this. I'm traditional. I don't want Pat to see me in my wedding dress. I don't want Pat to see me in anything that even resembles a wedding dress until I'm walking down the aisle. But you go wedding dress shopping and you take all these pictures of yourself in the dresses because you want to see what it looks like. You want to look back and say like, okay, this is a dress. Now suddenly I feel like I, I feel like I have a mistress because I'm constantly, every time Pat comes in the room, I'm like hiding my phone. I'm like, don't look, don't look because I'm looking at pictures of myself, which is entirely vain, but it's this weird thing where now I'm afraid if I leave my phone out or if Apple sends me one of its little memories where it's like seven pictures from weekend in Manhattan with your mom, it's going to be all these photos. And then suddenly I'm going to ruin the surprise and I'm going to have bad luck for the rest of our marriage. And I am superstitious. I'm very superstitious. So I would, even if I had already bought the dress and had it tailored and one of these pictures popped up and Pat saw, I would probably go out and buy a new dress, which is like a a me problem that I think I probably need to work through at a larger level. But as exciting as it is to get a wedding dress, it's also, it's so stressful. And I know I'm not like, again, these are not grand epiphanies. It's not like no one has ever said this before that planning a wedding is stressful, but the parts of it that I didn't think would be stressful are proving stressful. Like the picking, I thought the dress would be all fun and games. It's not, I'm losing sleep over it. I'm, I'm having a hard time focusing on things that I'm meant to do. I didn't even mean to talk about it on this show, but it's invading my brain. It just said, you know what? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. That is the saga of the dress shopping. I think that's really, that's really it for this week. That's all I have to say. But I just want to, again, go back to, I know that this is a comedy show, right? This is not a show where I'm preaching at you or I'm not trying to teach you something. But I just, as I go into fall, I want to think one more time about this idea of embracing your basic. And whatever basic means to you, right? So for me, it is a lot of the most basic. It's certainly not apple picking, but it's a lot of the most basic things, right? It's getting a pumpkin. It's getting excited about Halloween and planning a couple's costume. It's lighting those candles and, and wearing, getting excited to wear tights and booties. And I, I just want to challenge myself to stop qualifying it, to stop feeling like, I have to apologize because I like these things that are basic. And I use that word so begrudgingly. Although maybe I should just, maybe I should use it as a badge of honor. Maybe I should say they're basic in the best way. 
they're basic because they are things that everyone should love. And the people who are finding joy in knocking down other people's joy, those are the people that should be embarrassed. Those are the people that I am going to roll my eyes at. Because every time I see someone make fun of a pumpkin spice latte or make fun of a scarf or an excitement for fall things, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll my eyes. I want to go leaf peeping and I want to, I want to go to Hudson. I want to go to upstate New York and leave the city and do these things that everybody else is doing and post about it on Instagram and geotag it. And, and I want to feel good about doing it. And I hope everybody else does too, because fall is just so much fun and there's so much to enjoy. I'm going to drink my hot coffee and I'm going to love my fall. And that's going to make me just like other girls. And that's why I'm going to love it so much. Happy fall.